Today's daf is Samech Dalid in Yoma. We're going to begin uh, seven lines from the top of Samech Dalid Amud Aleph, where we left off uh, yesterday. It says, Amarav, now what it's talking about here is Imshad Imshad Shemed Zesh Alalav Vechulei. It's talking about a case where from the original pair of the Sayyid Mishtaleach and the Sayyid that's supposed to be offered as a Korban, so one of them dies. And the procedure is you can't just select another one to take the place of the one that died. You have to bring a pair and perform the lottery again and randomly select one as Seir Lazazel and one as Seir Lashem again. Even though you have left over from the original pair either a Seir Lashem or a Seir Lazazel, depending on the situation. So then it said that, uh, that the second one should be, uh, should, the question is which one from the, uh, should be offered ultimately out of the, uh, the animals that you have because you're going to end up with three animals. You're going to end up with the survivor from the original pair and then you're going to end up with the, the two new animals that you've brought in order to uh, replenish the loss. So the language of the Mishnah was that if one of them dies, you take a second, you take a second pair of animals, etc. And, uh, and then it says, The leftover one, the second one, will be put out to pasture until it develops a moon, until it develops a defect. Which, but which second one? The second one from the first pair, the survivor from the original pair? Or the second one from the new pair that you brought? That, you know, meaning that you, uh, that you only need one out of the new pair, so the second one of the new pair is unnecessary, it can go out the pasture. What does the Mishnah mean? So Amarav says, Sheni v'shezug rishon, Yikrav. Sheni v'shezug sheni, What it means is that the second, the left, the survivor of the original pair can be offered, and the second member of the new pair goes out to pasture. He was never really necessary at all, it turns out. I mean, never was necessary because we had the leftover from the previous pair anyway to take that, to take the role that it had that was assigned to it. So from the new pair, we just take one and the second one can go out to pasture. He says, no, the opposite, that the survivor from the original pair is now obsolete. So he can go out to pasture. It's the new pair in its entirety that's going to be offered. In other words, the original pair is completely gone now, and we only deal with a new pair. Um, the machloket comes down to a general question in the laws of Korbanot. If an animal becomes invalid for the purpose for which it was designated, uh, can it be restored to validity again? Or is it nidach, pushed off forever? So in other words, Rav is saying that even though at the moment that the partner of the Sa'ir died, it couldn't have functioned in its role anymore because it was lacking a partner, once a partner is restored to it, now it can function again, it gets its function back. Rabbi Yochanan is saying from the fact that when it was selected, it was paired with a certain other animal, that other animal died, now it's no longer able to function for, for temporarily. So since it was no longer able to function temporarily, it's no longer able to function permanently, and we have to replace it as well with the new pair. So my time, what's the reasoning of Rav? Where does he get the idea that Balei Chaim can be restored to their function? So maybe he learns it from the case of Mechusar Zman, an animal that's too young to be offered. Meaning, 
Even though an animal, let's say when it's born for the first seven days of its life, could not be brought as a korban. But when it reaches day eight, it can be. So it went from invalidity to validity. You know, so it's no different here. That the animal that was the survivor of the original pair initially could not be offered for a certain amount of time. Now it can be. So it says, Midame, that's not comparable because an animal that's under eight days of, of age is not able to be offered at all. Here it was, near originally, it was originally something that was able to be offered because when the two original goats were alive, it was able to be offered. And now, now it was pushed off. The question is, when it was able to be used and got pushed off, can it come back? When it has not yet reached the age to be used, that's a different story. Rav learns it from a different source. We see that an animal that has a temporary defect can go from invalidity to the validity. How? Because and everybody agrees with that halacha, that a temporary mum, once it passes, the animal can go back to being a korban. So you designated a korban, and then it developed a temporary mum that we know will pass. Once it passes, you can offer the korban, even though while the mum was there, you couldn't do it. So it went from validity to invalidity to validity again. And therefore it says the same thing here. The, the original member of the pair of sirim was valid to be used when its, when its partner was around. The partner died. And for that time, it wasn't valid. And then the partner was restored. Now it's valid. Where do we get the idea by a balmum overo, a temporary mum, an animal with a temporary mum, that it can regain its kashrut? Because it says, It says, because their defect is in them, they have a mum. This is a pasuk talking about animals that have a defect and they can't be offered as a korban. It says, When are they not able to be used as korbanot? When mumbam, when they have in them the actual mum, when the mum is there, when it's present. However, but once the mum passes, they're allowed to be used again. And so too here, we should say the same thing about the sirim. But Rabbi Yochanan, even though Rabbi Yochanan agrees with that idea, he says, right? Uh, so that the, the Torah is limiting that leniency to that case of a mum. Hem who, because it says, ki moshchatam bahem, their defect is in them. Meaning in the defective animal is where we have this idea that if the defect passes, it res- it's restored to kashrut. Ki moshchatam bahem, mum bam. So hem who, dikevar mumani ratzu. Only by a balmum do we have this special halacha that can it regain its function again. However, but in every other case, once an animal was capable of being a korban, was pushed off, it cannot regain its position again. What about Rav? Why does Rav say that we generalize from the case of mum and we don't limit it only to that case, but we generalize it to all cases where an animal became invalid and regains its validity again? That's to teach you a different halacha, according to Rav. Rav says that what that's teaching you is that a balmum is only pasul for the mizbeach when it's on its own, when it's discernible. But if it's mixed with other animals and other korbanot, mixed into them, is a balmum, that balmum, if, even if it gets put, put up on the mizbeach, it's... Um, it's only an isur de rabbanan to put it on the mizbeach once it's mixed in with other korbanot. Okay, that's not as we learned in the Mishnah. If you have the limbs of animals that were not defective mixed with animals that were, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, 
Yakribu kulan, according to Rabbi Eliezer, once, let's say, for example, you have a bunch of heads of korbanot, the head of the animal sitting around. One of them was from a balmum, it was supposed to be discarded, but you mix them up with all the other ones and you can't tell the difference, you don't know which is which. Now, really, you shouldn't put any of them up because you know you're going to be putting up a balmum. But if even one of them was placed on the altar, according to Rabbi Eliezer, you could say, you know what? That was probably the balmum, the one that you put up there. So, Bediavad, now you already put one up there. We're going to say that was the balmum, and the rest of these are all kasher, and we can put them up. That's what Rabbi Eliezer says. Chachamim say no. Chachamim amfilu kerovu kulan, chutz mechad mehen, yetelebet even if all the heads of the animals were placed on the Mizbeach, or all the legs of the animals were placed on the Mizbeach, of the, both the Balmum and the non-Balmum, except for one, so we don't know which one was the Balmum is the point. In other words, let's say there were nine that were Kashir and one was the Balmum. We don't know which is which. Nine were put on the Mizbeach. The last one, you have to assume that was the Balmum and send it out to be burnt. You cannot put it on the Mizbeach. But the point is that everybody seemingly agrees that this is only Nisur de Rabbanan. This is not a Nisur Torah. Uh, that when they're mixed together. So that's what we learned from Bahim. And uh, because of that, <clears throat> because of that, Rav says that we, can, we still have the concept that if a Balmum regains its function, its Kashrut, it can be offered. Everyone agrees with that. And so too we say that if the Seir that lost its partner is given a new partner, it can be offered now. The Gemara goes on, Vidach, what does Rabbi Yochanan do with that Pasuk? Nafkalei mi bam Bahim. According to Rabbi Yochanan, we learn the concept of uh, that only balei uh, mum that are not mixed in a, in a mixture with other animals are really pasul min ha-Torah from the fact that it says bahem instead of bam. In other words, it says bam and it says bahem. So the fact that it emphasizes, uh, the fact that it says uh, bam and it says bahem shows you that only when they are on their own and not when they're mixed in. Rav doesn't make that drasha. So he doesn't have any extra pasuk. He uses that pasuk to tell you. So they agree on these two halachot about balei mum, mum is the point. Everybody agrees that if an animal had a mum and the mum passed, now the korban can be offered again. Everybody also agrees that if an animal, <clears throat> that if an animal, um, uh, is mixed in if balmum is mixed in with other korbanot and one and and uh, uh, then it only becomes an isur rabbanan to place all of those animals on the mizbeach. Now the rav nehi the balmum the chayim enan right? So fine. Rav says that the fact that this sa'ir, the fact that this goat lost its partner and was invalid for use for a certain time, right? It's not pushed off from use. Right, but But why does he insist on using the member of the first pair? Why isn't the second pair just as good? Why do we have to use the first one? Okay, it's not pasul, but why do we have to use it? Rav holds like Rabbi Yossi, who says that it's a mitzvah to use the first one that was chosen. Like we saw earlier, we saw um, previously uh, at the end of the last parak that according to Rabbi Yossi, the first one. Is always uh, is always the one that we prefer to use, and therefore, even though we don't have a uh, really technically either one would be good, but we use the fir- one that was chosen first. Hi, Rabbi Where do we get the idea that Rabbi says the first is always a mitzvah? And this is a rehashing of what we saw at the end of the last parak. This exact discussion. Where do we get the idea that Rabbi says the first is the most important takes precedence? Inema Rabbi de Kupot. Maybe you'll tell me it's the Rabbi case. What the halacha that he said about the collection of the uh, of the machatzita shekel? There were three containers of three saa each 
that they would take the Chumata Lishka, they would separate the Shkalim for the use, for the purchasing the Korbanot into these three containers. And they had an Aleph Bet Gimel, one, two, three, basically written on. Vetanya, and we said in the Braita, Amrabi Yossi, Lama Katuvalehen Aleph Bet Gimel. Why did they have a letter on them? We want to know which one was taken first. Since the first should go first, so therefore we want to know which one was first. So to here, since the Sa'ir from the first pair was chosen first, it should go first. But the question is, maybe that's different. But over there, there's a different reason. Because there, when you originally separated the Machatzita Shekel and gathered them in that ba- the first basket, the other Machatzita Shekel wasn't there yet. There was only one. So the mitzvah fell upon it first. And therefore, since the mitzvah fell upon it first, it should go first. But over here, it's not the, it's not the same. Because over here, the first sa'ir became invalid because its partner died. So at the very moment that it has a chance to be used again, so does the member of the new couple have a chance to be used again. So why are you giving it preference? Ella, rather, Rabbi Yossi de Pesach. Rather, it's the Rabbi Yossi Halachadri teaches us by Pesach, Detanya, it should say, Hamafrish, Beschovavad, Befrish, Achir Tachtab, Vacharkach, Nimtar Rishon, Vaishnein Omdin, Ezeven, Shirtze, Yikrav, Devechachamim, Yossi, Omer, Mitzvah, Rishon. If a person had a Korban Pesach, and it got, it went missing, and he selected a new one in place of the original one, and then he found the original one, according to the Chachamim, he can use either one that he wants to. According to Rabbi Yossi, no. Since the original one came back, he used that one. And then, of course, he also adds, If the second one was better, he used that one. Um, and, uh, and Tosfot says, well, why does the, well, but first, the, the point is, that mainly the main point here is that, yeah, if the second one was better, then you use that one instead. But the point is that Rabbi Yossi is saying here that even though, when do you have the choice which Korban Pesach to use? At the moment that you have both of them in front of you. Okay, and yet you still choose the first one. So to here, when do you have the chance to use one of these goats at the same moment that you took the second pair and you select and you perform the lottery? Now there are two of a certain type, either two Seir Lashem or two Seir Lazazel, depending which one died from the first pair. So he says you should always choose the first one. Now, of course, the Mishnah says, what about, I mean, the Tosfot asks, why, do, why don't we say, though, according to Rabbi that you should have to use the better one? Because he says by Korban Pesach, you have to use the better one. He said that might not have be uh, relevant to uh, the uh, korbanot of Yom Kippur, he says, because Sira Mishtalech and Sira Pnimi, since they're since one of them goes, you know, pushed over a cliff and the other one is burnt, it's not really offered on the mizbeach. So therefore, uh, it could be that um, that it doesn't apply here that that concept. But anyway, Amar Rava, Rava said, Dikam Matnitin Kevatei Derav. The, our Mishnah seems to support Rav, and the Brayta seems to support Rabbi Yochanan. But how do you see that our Mishnah seems to support Rav? Because the Mishnah, if you read it simply, it says, if from the first pair it was the goat for Hashem, the goat that goes into the Kodesh, the blood goes into the Kodesh Kodeshim, if that was the one that died, then from the new pair, the one that's designated as Lashem is going to replace that one. Okay? So that sounds like you replace the one that's missing, but you use the original Seir HaMeshtalech, or you replace the Seir HaMeshtalech, use the original Seir Lashem. Vidach Kiddekei Right? In other words, meaning that the original one stays the way it was. But Brayta Kivatei Rabbi Yochanan, the Brayta supports Rabbi Yochanan, Dekatanei Sheni, 
This brighter was commenting on the Mishnah. It says the second one should go out the pasture. Which second one? From the first pair or second pair? He's talking about the Seyar Mishtalech. Before it gets sent out, it has to, be, it has to stand up alive. Which means, when does the Seyar Mishtalech stand up and get ready to be sent out? Only when its friend, its partner, didn't die. My mashma, ya omad chai, velo shikvar amad. Meaning, it should stand up alive and not if it was standing up before. Meaning to say, it shouldn't have two standing ups. It shouldn't be that it stood up before, it was ready to go out, its partner died, you replaced the partner with someone else, and now it's standing up again. Meaning, it shouldn't have two amidot, two times that it's getting ready. Now, even though, even though, obviously, and the Tosafot comment on this, Rabbi Yochanan really generalizes even more than that because he says in all cases of korbanot, if a korban becomes temporarily invalid, it can never regain its validity. This Brayta is supporting at least his halachic conclusion that with regard to the animals of Yom Kippur, if the first, if one member of the first part, uh, first pair died, the other one cannot be salvaged. Okay. Now, Tanan, what in our Mishnah said, Ve'odam Rabbi Yehuda, Nishpach Adam Yemut HaMishtalech, Met HaMishtalech, Yishapech Adam. Rabbi Yehuda said, If the blood of the Seir Lashem, the one whose blood is brought into the Gorosh Gorshim, if that spilled, then the Seir Mishtalech has to die because its partner died. If the Seir Mishtalech died, you have to spill out the blood from the Seir Lashem that was brought inside because the Seir Mishtalech died and its partner no longer is alive and meaning you have to replace them completely. So we understand why the Seir Mishtalech has to die in that case if the blood from the Seir that was done inside has to die, you know, was spilled. So now the Seir Mishtalech is no longer partnered with it anymore, so it has to die, meaning that you, you can no longer use it. But according to Rav, to Rav, who says that all we have to do now is get another Seir uh, Lashem from bring a new pair, designate a new Seir Lashem, and then he'll be able to replace it. So why does the Seir Mishalach have to die from the original pair? He shouldn't have to die. I'm not talking about Rabbi Yudah. You're right, Rabbi Yudah doesn't agree with this. I'm talking about the rabbis. In other words, according to the rabbis, uh, the, the member of the original pair who survives is the one that is going to be used in the subsequent avodah after we designate a replacement using a lottery with a new pair. But according to Rabbi Yudah, it doesn't work that way. According to Rabbi Yudah, apparently once the partner from the first uh, pair dies, the other partner also is obsolete and you have to start all over again with the new pair, right? So, so it makes sense. That's exactly what Rabbi Yudah and the rabbis are arguing about. In other words, according to Rav, he'll say that that's exactly the machloket, that according to Rabbi, according to Rabbi Yudah and our Mishnah, the original surviving member of the pair is no longer usable because its partner died. And according to the Chachamim, which Rav is following, you can salvage it. But Ella uh, But what is the machloket going to be according to Rabbi Yochanan? Since according to Rabbi Yochanan, the majority view should be that uh, that if the a member of the original pair died, that the surviving member cannot be salvaged. So what's the machloket between the rabbis and the Rabbi Yehuda? Answer is That's exactly what we're telling you. That the Mishnah fits better with the words of Rav than with Rabbi Yochanan. And, um, and that according to Rav, the Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda, their machloket is understandable. According to Rabbi Yochanan, it's not as understandable. It doesn't fit well with Rabbi Yochanan's position, but the Brayta supports 
the position of Rabbi Yochanan. That's the key thing. Now, the Gemara goes on. Tanat, Shein Chatatzibur Meta said in our Mishnah that why, according to the Chachamim, does whichever animal is not used goes out to pasture because a communal animal is never left to die. So the implication is that if this were not a communal korban, but an individual korban, then the surviving animal would be put out to die. So this makes sense according to Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan will say that it's following the position of Rabbi Abba in the name of Rav, that everybody agrees that if a person lost, now we're talking about a case where a, person, a person's chatat went missing, and then he designated another one, and he offered the one that was the replacement. Even though the original one came back, he offered the replacement one that the original one that had gone missing has to die. So, so to here, we have the same concept that since the original one became obsolete, the, uh, normally, we, normally we would leave it to die if it were not a communal korban, and therefore we can, since it's a communal korban, we put it out to pasture until it develops a move. However, but really, according to Rav, since both of them really could potentially be used, because he said, really, the one in the second pair could be used, really, the one in the first pair could be used, and we're just picking the first one based upon our, you know, the fact that it was first, but really the second one could be used too. Neither one is really invalid. And in that, the analogy to a personal case would be where you had two chata'ot that you separated for the same sin. Since from the beginning, you could have used either one because you set aside two for the sake of this, the same sin, and you could use either one. He says in that case, whichever one you choose, of course, the other one goes out to pasture because you knew from the beginning when you set aside two that you were only going to use one. It's not like a case where you designated one and it went missing and you replaced it with one and then it came back. There you never intended for there to be two. Okay? So it would be similar to this case. So it says, Kevanda Marava. The reason is because according to Rav, since we're following the principle that you have to choose the first one, we give preference to the first one. So when you bring that pair of animals to designate a new Sa'ir Lashem and a new Sa'ir Lazazel, you know that one of them is going li'ibud, one of them is going to be lost, is not going to be used. So you know from the beginning when you're designating it that it's not going to be used. And therefore in a case like that, where you know that only one is going to be used, the analogy in a case of an individual korban would be if you lost your chatat and you designated another one, you know if the original one comes back, it's not going to be used or that the replacement's not going to be used. You know from the beginning only one is going to, one of these designations is valid. So therefore, it would be left to die. In the case of the communal korban, even though you're designating it from the beginning and you know it's going to go to waste, still, it doesn't have to go to die because it's a communal korban. Now, the Gemara says, Bish. so now we say like this, Tanan, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Tamut. Rabbi Yehuda says it does go to die. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, the rule, um, even with a, uh, even with a, um, with a korban of the community, it can be left to die. So Bish, Rabbi Yochanan, the Sheni, Shebezug Rishon Yireh, Rabbi Yehuda Yamut. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, that the, that the, the survivor from the original pair goes out to pasture and Rabbi Yehuda says it dies because it became uh, obsolete, 
right? Mitkaper basheni shibazuka sheni. So because you're going to be using the uh, the replacement that came in the second pair. But according to Rav, who says no, it's actually the second member of the second uh, pair that is going to go out to pasture. The Rabbi Yehuda yamut. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, this, but the Rabbi Yehuda said that it has to die. So how could that be? So it says Rabbi Yehuda b'may mechaper. What according to Rabbi Yehuda, what are they going to use? In other words, um, the assumption of the Gemara here is that he said that what Rabbi Yehuda meant was that the the uh, that Rabbi Yehuda was saying that the um, that the original one has to die. So Misa, what Rabbi Yehuda Shenim Shavzuk Sheni Kae, Rabbi Yehuda Shenim Shavzuk Rishon Kae. Right. So really, the point is that Rashi explains here. He says that according to Rav, that the uh, the second member of the second, the, the one that's superfluous, it's unnecessary in the second pair, is the one that has to go uh, out to pasture because we're going to use the one from the original. And Rabbi Yehuda says it dies. We know that Rabbi Yehuda holds that whenever something becomes invalid automatically it can, it can never regain its validity because Rabbi Yehuda at the end of the Mishnah said that if the Mishtalech dies, then the Seir Lashem has to be, uh, the blood has to be spilled out. And if the blood of the Seir Lashem is spilled out, then the Seir Mishtalech has to die. In other words, he holds they're interdependent. So according to that, the first one had to die because its partner died. Now you're going to say the one in the, that out of the second pair, it also has to die. So then what's left? So it says, no, Misafrat, Rabbi Yudash, Shani, Shabzuk, Shanika. He's not talking about the second pair, obviously. Rabbi Yudash, Shabzuk, Rishon, Kae. The machloket is what to do with the survivor from the first pair. Because Rabbi Yudah holds that you use the second pair. You don't use the first pair. So therefore, the survivor of the, of the first pair is going to die. Vikak, Tika, Motiv, and there are some who objected like this. So some raised the difficulty on Rabbi Yudah's teaching because he said, if the blood of the Seir Lashem spills out, then the Seir Mishtalech has to die because it was partnered with it. If the Seir Mishtalech has to die, dies, then you have to spill out the blood of the Seir Lashem. So it makes sense according to Rabbi Rav that there are two machlokot in the Mishnah because one issue is is whether a, a chatat of the community is sent to die if it becomes superfluous or if it's put out to pasture till it gets a mum and then redeemed. That the chachamim say you can actually let it develop a mum and be redeemed, which you can't do with a chatat of an individual. And Rabbi Yehuda says, you know, it's the same rule. It has to be left to die. And the second issue between them is whether because the second teaching of Rabbi Yudan the Mishnah is that if the Sir Mishtalech dies, the Sir Lashem uh, it has to also be discarded. And if the Sir Lashem, uh, the blood spills out, then the Sir Mishtalech also has to die because they're partnered together. So then it makes sense, according to Rav, that there are two machlokot there. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, what is added by Rabbi Yehuda in the second halacha? Because according to, uh, according to Rabbi Yochanan, everyone agrees that if the f- one member of the first pair dies, that the other one also has to be discarded or either left to get a mum or to die. That, that, so then what's, why are there two issues here? There's really only one point here in the Mishnah according to Rabbi Yochanan, which is that if one member of the couple, the original couple dies, the other one is no longer valid and is permanently invalid. So why do you need two halachot from Rabbi Yehuda? According to Rav, we understand the two halachot. One halacha is what do you do with the surviving animal? And the other one is which 
which couple do you use? Do you use the the uh, do you use the survivor from the original couple, or does the survivor from the original couple is the one that has to also be set aside because it lost its validity? There's two issues at hand. So the Gemara answers about that, Kashia, that's a difficulty for Rabbi Yochanan. We don't know how he would explain why Rabbi Yehuda presents it as two teachings. Because really, according to Rabbi Yochanan, everybody agrees on one of the teachings, namely that if the one member of the original couple dies, the original pair dies, the other one also can no longer be used. Everyone agrees on that. That's not a chidush of Rabbi Yehuda. The chidush of Rabbi Yehuda is that it has to die rather than it being able to go out to pasture. According to Rav, there's two chidushim of Rabbi Yehuda. Number one, that it has to die and not go out the pasture. Number two, that we discard the survivor of the first couple rather than use it and pair it with a member of the second couple. Okay, but we'll continue from here tomorrow.